Okay, good evening everyone, welcome back, getting together at the end of another beautiful, lovely, amazing, action-packed week, the week of Hanukkah, Tavsh and Pei Gimel. Getting together on the fifth night of Hanukkah, Thursday night for our Thursday night, Chumash and Chalans, and Latka Shir over here. Where are the Latkas? Where are the Latkas? Who's in charge of the Latkas? Nathan? Did we put you on, on Latka duty? All right. Okay. All right, okay, all right. Uh, then we'll have to have a, a Malava Malka edition with the Latkas, yeah? Meitzah Shabbos. Anyway, so, uh, yes, it's the fifth night of Hanukkah, and it's Erev Shabbos, there's a night once again, and it's Parshas Miketz, and being that it's both Erev Shabbos, Parshas Miketz, and also Hanukkah, and something like, um, let's get it from here, I don't know. Did someone ask you to turn it on? Okay, so uh, they didn't leave the technician behind. They left the device without the technician. Nobody knows how to operate this besides the uh, two two select members of the kettle. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. They'll get it from here. Anyway, um, Parsons meat cakes, I don't remember what the percentage is, but some like uh, 85, 90, 92, 93% of the time, maybe even 95, meat cakes is Shabbos Hanukkah. Hanukkah always has at least one Shabbos, sometimes two Shabbosim. Whenever it's two Shabbosim, it's always meat cakes is, is, uh, is the second one. It's, it's by Yeshav meat cakes. And even when a year like this, we only have one Shabbos Hanukkah, it's in, in, in not invariably, but almost invariably Miketz. As such, the uh, Mepharshim look for connections between Miketz and Hanukkah. And they actually do find a few. And we're going to speak about, you know, time allow, maybe two different connections, and maybe ideas that are going in the parasha, ideas that are going in Hanukkah, and try to tie them together, make some very interesting connections over here, okay? Can you guys hear me over there? Yes? All right. Good. So... It's just interesting that, that immediately, um, Miketz, if anyone's ever paid attention, at the end of every parsha, the standard Chumash, what do we always have at the end of the parsha? It always gives us the Pasuk camp. Anybody ever knows? It tells you how many Pesukim are there. It tells you how many Pesukim are there. So, who knows this more than anyone else? Who knows this? JJ, yeah? Meaning what? Need the kids. Kids and she'll know this. Because kids, when, they, when they're old enough to come to shul, the first thing they do when it comes to Kriya Satara, they always look to see how many psukim are in this week's parish, how many psukim do we have to sit through. When I was a kid, we used to always, you know, count how many pages are left until we finish Magid on, on, on Lel Pesach. How many, how many pages of the Haggadah do we have to get through until we get to the, uh, the, the Shulchan Aruch, you know? Um, but kids, you know, they flip to the back of the parsha. How many psukim are in this parsha? How many psukim are your bar mitzvah parsha? My bar mitzvah parsha? Who got the shortest? Who got the longest? So every parsha has the pasuk at the end of the parsha. Miketz is the only parsha in the Torah, the only place where, in addition to having this note that's recorded, and you know, this this is uh, goes back goes back for a very you know I I don't know the first recorded um, instance of. These the number is being recorded, but it goes way back. But Miketz is unique from all the parshies that you, Miketz not only gives us the puzzle count, also gives us, excuse me, the letter count. We're told how many letters are in the parsha. The only parsha that we're told that every single chumash we're told not only how many psukim, but also how many letters are in parshas Miketz. Very interesting. This is a, a known idea. Um, and how many how many letters are there? One hundred forty-six psukim. Okay, every parasha we told we're told the psukim v'teva is the words. I'm sorry, not the letters. The words. I say the letters. Mm-hmm. The words. How many words are in the parsha? There's the word counts. Apaim chafei two thousand twenty-five. Two thousand twenty-five. 
The only parsha where we're told how many words are in the parsha. What's the significance? What? Who wrote his? Uh, no, yeah, I'm not sure. I don't know. It's a, it's a good shot. I never didn't do the research. But it goes way back. The, the, we have a word camp for me, kids. The only parsha. And this is the one of, of Hanukkah. 2025. What's 2025? Too bad uh, Shmuel Danieli is not here. 2025 is Hanukkah. Why? is about eight candles, right? One candle a night. You get the mitzvah. Nair is, what's the gematria of Nair? Candle. Flame. 250 times eight is 2,000. Hanukkah's on the 25th day of the month. That's 25. That's 2025. 25, it's Kislev, plus eight Nairis. That's 2025. That's Parsha's Mikates. That's 2025 words in the Parsha. Okay, right here. Apaim Chafei. You see that? Um, very interesting. Okay, so it's, 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 um, that's cute. That's cute. But is that, you know, we, we don't just dwell on, on, uh, Chalms? Chalms? Beer? Here, you want the rest of Chaim Adam's beer? Yeah. So anyway, so there's a very interesting Gematria, but I, and I don't want to dwell on the Gematria, because Gematrias, you know, are definitely cute, but they're, as, as, as Chazal tell us, Gematrias are, are, are appetizers. They're not a main course. They're parkerois. Chazal say this already, right? Gematrias are not intended to be like the main course. They're, they're repast. They're intended to be there to whet your appetite. So that, that whets our appetite. I, 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 I'm, I'm putting that out there. Maybe as a preface that, that there are clearly links between Mikates. It's not coincidental that Mikates is the Shabbos that came out 92, 95% of the time is going to be Shabbos Hanukkah. And that's laced in, in the word counts of, of the parish itself. You know, this is, Mikates predates the Hanukkah story by, by millennia. This is the story of Yosef and his brothers. Yeah, we have Nair times eight, 250 times eight, plus Chafe Kislev, fascinating, it's 2025. So that, that definitely, Encourages us to find solid connections, the main course connections. So we're going to try to find two of those main main course connections this evening. One is the following. So again, the Svarma Kedoshim say, the holy books say, there's another hint to Hanukkah in Parshas Mikates, which is the parish of Shabbos Hanukkah, almost all the time. And throughout the course of the story over here of Yosef and his brothers, so um, when they come... When they come to um, greet Yosef the second time with Binyamin, they come to greet Yosef the second time. He took Shimon. Everyone knows the story, right? The first time around, he spoke to them harshly. He took Shimon as a captive. He accused them of being spies. He said, the only way I'm going to free Shimon is if you bring down your your um, mysterious 11th brother, Binyamin. You have to bring him down. If I get to see him, then I'll release Shimon. So after some time, they managed to convince their father Yaakov to send Binyamin down. They, he come, they come with Binyamin. And Yaakov says, you'd better, you know, Yaakov knows how to deal with with all kinds of situations. Yaakov is used to Esav, he's used to Lavan. He knows, you know, uh, he knows protocol and propriety quite well, Yaakov. He knows how to how to um, grease palms. He knows how to, 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 to treat, you know, the people, uh, dignitaries the right way. Yaakov sends them with a gift. He sends them with a gift to prepare for Yosef. And they're getting Yosef's gift ready to give to Yosef. They, they have a whole spread, a whole platter. You know, they went to um, the local uh, Makola in Erzstrol. They got a, you know, these gift platters from Erzstrol. Really, that's what they did. They got a gift platter from Israeli stuff. And they were preparing it for Yaakov, uh, for Yosef. And at the same time, Yosef was also preparing for them. They were preparing for Yosef, and Yosef was preparing for them. Um, and the Pasuk says like this. 
here. Vayar Yosef Itam is Binyamin. Yosef saw that they brought Binyamin down. Vayar Malasher Al Beisoi. Hovei Tanoshim Abaiso. Bring these people into my house. Utvayach Tevach Vahochin. Slaughter animals Vahochin and prepare them. So they were preparing for Yosef. They didn't realize that Yosef was also preparing for them. Tvayach Tevach Vahochin. Making preparations. Let's get ready for them. Let's get ready for them. What was he doing? Tevach Vahochin. Prepare sacrifices. Slaughter things, tabach of shechita, v'hachin. And get it ready. So say that the, the, the svar makadoshim, if you take those two words, tabach v'hachin, which means to slaughter and to get ready, and you fuse them together, tabach v'hachin, and you take the, the, la, the, the five letters in a row that are formed from the last letter of tabach v'hachin. Five letters that are in a row in the parsha there, tabach v'hachin, and you jumble them up, you get which word? Hanukkah. It spells out Hanukkah. Tebach v'hochein. Ches, vav, hei, chaf, nun. That's all you see is Hanukkah and they're all in a row. Ches, vav, hei, chaf, nun. Tebach v'hochein. That spells out Hanukkah. There in, in, in the middle of the parsha. Parsha's Mikes. There's another allusion to Remus to Hanukkah. This is a well-known idea. Also, the Svarm talker point this out as another hint to Hanukkah together with the Gematri. At the end of the parsha, Tebach v'hochein. Here we have Hanukkah. And the question is, okay, very nice, but like, what does Hanukkah have to do with getting ready to have lunch with Yosef? The Torah wants me to give, wants to give me a remiss to Hanukkah. So I, I, you know what, I know Mikitz is the parasha that's, that's always Hanukkah time. I'll be mavat around the right timing. Show me a remiss in the menorah. Show me a remiss in Parshat Baalaischa, in Shruma, where it talks about the menorah. That's where I want to see a remiss to Hanukkah. So Hanukkah is the Hanukkah story with the menorah, the Yavanim, the Greeks. You know, show me a remiss when it talks about Yavan. It talks about Yavan in the Torah. I get it that this is the parsha parsha's Hanukkah, but but what 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 do you say? What shaykhis? What's the connection between tebach v'hachin and Hanukkah? A, so they don't ask this question; they just point out that here you have the letters Hanukkah. Ches vav hey chaf nun. Beautiful. But what, what does Hanukkah have to do with tebach v'hachin? Then the, Yosef commanding his men to get lunch ready for his brothers to prepare a nice lunch. So I saw a beautiful svasemis. He says a, a, an amazing idea, which I think also will maybe even lead us back to, we'll have time before Mayur to, to explore another connection between Mikates and Hanukkah. But, but the svasemis explains like this. He asks this question also because this is, this is an idea that goes way, way back. This Tabach v'hochein. Again, I don't know the first one that says this, but it's a well-known idea. It's, I think the Rishonim say it already. Tabach v'hochein is Hanukkah. Ask the svasemis, what does Hanukkah have to do with Yosef Making, you know, steak, making, um, um, pastrami sandwiches, whatever he was making for the Shvatim, what does that have to do with Hanukkah? Why is here where we find the remis to Hanukkah? It says this fast like this. Tebach v'hochin, shechting and preparing. That's what those two words, Tebach v'hochin. Where do we find Hanukkah? Shechting and preparing, shechting and preparing. Or preparing and shechting, preparing and shechting, or preparing to shecht. What happened on Hanukkah? Chafei Kislev. So everyone knows what happened on Hanukkah. Hanukkah is all about Rabbin biyad ma'atim, Tameim biyad toirim, Rishoyim biyad tzadikim. Hanukkah is all about the miracles that happened in the second temple by Shani where we vanquished our foes and the menorah was only supposed to burn for one night and it burns for eight. Everybody knows it. That's what Hanukkah is all about. But Hanukkah is all about, for something, all, about, all about something else also. That's what happened on the 25th of Kislev. Yes, correct. That we took the Beis HaMikdash back again, we took Yushalayim back, we took Eretz Yisrael back, we regained our freedom and the right to serve God as we, as we, as we wish. 
We got all that back, but that's not the first thing that happened on the 25th of Kislev. What's really the first thing that happened on the 25th of Kislev in Jewish history? Who knows? For five points on Hanukkah, on the fifth night of Hanukkah. What's the first thing that happened? What? What do you mean the Hanukkah on Can you pass me the tissues, please? <clears throat> yes. Oh, thank you so much. This is the good, a good one. This is also a good one. We're getting closer. We're getting closer. Something to do with the Mishkan, but not the Hakamas Mishkan. Not the building of the Mishkan that was on the first day of Nisan. What happened on the 25th of Kislev? The destruction of the Mishkan? No. No. What are, Rabbi says something happened before the Hanukkah story also on the 25th of Kislev. Anyone know out there in Zoom space? Can you guys hear me? Good. Anybody know what happened on the 25th of Kislev? Not the building of the Mishkan, not the erection of the Mishkan, but the completion of the Mishkan. They were ready to build the Mishkan on the 25th of Kislev. Rashi says this. Rashi brings this down um, in the beginning of Parshas Nosoi. Rashi says that, that, let's go through the timeline. When were the Jews commanded to build the Mishkan? In between Yom Kippur and Sukkot, right? Yom Kippur, they got the second Luchos, Hashem says, Salachti Kedvarecha. On the 11th day of Tishrei, they got the commandments to build the Mishkan. The, the 12th, the 13th, they started getting all the material, they started donating all the gold and silver back in the desert in the year 2448, right? 3,500 years ago, 3,300 years ago. So they started the process around Sukkot's time. That's when they, that's when B'Tzalel and his crew started building the Mishkan, started constructing the Mishkan. When was the Mishkan finished? The construction of the Mishkan was finished on the 25th of Kislev. So it took them a little bit more than two months. A little bit more than two months, they, they, they finished making everything. And they were ready to go. They were all ready to go. They were ready to build the Mishkan on the 25th of Kislev. So they came to Moshe, the Pasuk says at the end of, of Pekude, that says they brought everything to Moshe, and they showed everything, they said, we're ready to go, we're ready to go. Let's build the Mishkan. And and Hashem told Moshe, we're not ready to go. What? How do they know how to build? How to build? Oh, very good, excellent question. How do they know how to build? So, it says, Anyone that really wanted to, Hashem gave them a special siyat d'shmayu. How do you know how to cook so well? Because you want to cook, so Hashem helps you. You love to make Yidin happy. You love to put food in our stomachs. You love, you love to make us overweight, Shlomo. So Hashem gives you special siyat and You know, you know, if there's one thing we want in this world, it's more Jews. So there's two ways of making more Jews. One is to have a lot of kids. One is to make the existing Jewish nation fatter, bigger. We have more Jews, right? So Shlomo's doing holy work. But again, that's the answer, right? So Hashem helps you. Hashem gives you siyat and and cooking because you really want to do you know, beautiful things to make Yidin very happy, which you do, Baruch Hashem. So, so that's what happened by the Mishkan. No, it's a good question. The Pasuk says that the people that, that, that uh, were really determined and interested in helping out, they had special siyat d'shmaya. Hashem helped them out. And v'leib kochachem leib, nasati chachmo. Hashem, you know, granted them the intuition to know how to do it. But in any case, so they, they, uh, they the hoop game's over. In any case, they, they uh, constructed... The, everything was done, was put together, was assembled. The menorah, the shulchan, the mizbeach, the beams, the 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 the, the, the boards, everything. And they brought everything to Moshe. <clears throat> Moshe says, "Okay, let's make the mishkan. 
He goes to Hashem. Hashem says, no, we're not ready to make the Mishkan. We're not ready to go. The Mishkan, it's, it's, it's finished construction, but the erection of the Mishkan, the assembly of the, the, you know, dedication of the Mishkan is going to have to be delayed till the first of Nisan. We're going to wait. The first of Nisan is the right day. That's the beginning of the year. That's the, the month that we left Mitzrayim. That's the national, the new, the new beginning of Klai. So we're going to wait for Ishkadish Nisan. But the Mishkan was ready to go on the 25th. On the 25th of Kislev. And says this Fasemes, if we stop and analyze what that means, that the Mishkan was ready to go, that gives us a clue, a key, and an insight into understanding what Hanukkah is really all about. Because that's the original Hanukkah. And he takes this step further. He says this, I believe, on his own. This is his own theory. But but uh, I, if he says this, it means that he doesn't have any sources that contradict him. We're, we know that the Nesim, every day of the inauguration of the Mishkan, they brought another carbon. Uh, they brought tons of carbon. The first day was, um, we had um, Yehuda, and then Ruvain, and then Shimon. For the first 12 days of Nisan, they like had a 12-day um you know, uh, grand inauguration party. Inaugural ball. Every day for the, for, for, for 12 days straight, another leader of the, his tribe came bringing all, lots of carbonates. was a yamta. They had yamta for 12 days. Excuse me, straight. And that's, that's, that's what happens. And it's interesting that we read that on Hanukkah also. That's what we read on Hanukkah. The Torah reading that we read every morning is, is, um, the, that day's parsha of that day's nasi, whoever brought the carbonus that day. That's what we read every morning of Hanukkah. Day one through day eight, and day eight of Hanukkah, we read eight, eight nine, ten, eleven, and twelve. Um, the Sfas Emes believes that the Nesim came with their carbonus to inaugurate the, the, the Mishkan. They didn't wait till Rish Chodesh and they also came on Hanukkah. They came on the 25th of Kislev also, says the Sfas Emes. They also came on the 25th of Kislev, because the, the, the Yidin were ready to go, and then the Nesim, we know that they were, they, they were burning to be a part of the action the second time around. They didn't want to get left out. They were left out when, uh, with, with the, the donations. They didn't want to be left out with the dedications. So that's as far as I'm, even though they didn't have to bring these karbanas to Rishkadosh Nisan, they were ready to bring the karbanas already on the 25th of Kislev. It's an amazing idea. So two ideas back to back. A, the Mishkan was really ready to go on the 25th of Kislev. It was the late Torah Shkodesh Nisan. B, the Sfas Emes tells us, the Nisim were ready to bring all their Karbatas also on the 25th of Nisa, uh, Kislev, and it would have gone, you know, for for 12 days, beginning from the 25th of Kislev. The inauguration, dedication of the Mishkan was delayed. The, the Karbatas Nisim was also delayed. They were both delayed. I, I'm just saying on my own, I don't, the, the Sfas Emes doesn't bring this, but on our own, we could we could supply a, a proof, maybe not proof, a backup to the Sfas Emes, in that which we were just saying that we do actually lane every day of Hanukkah, we lane the Nasim. We lane the parsha of, of the Nasim, the Karbanas that the prop, that the, that the chieftains brought. Why do we read that on Hanukkah? That they wouldn't bring this on Hanukkah, they would bring it on in Nisan. Yeah, good, there's a minute to read it in Nisan also, but why are we reading on Hanukkah? On Hanukkah we should read about the Menorah every day. Why are we reading about what the Nasim brought on Nisan, during Nisan on Hanukkah? What does that have to do with Hanukkah? They didn't build the Mishkan on Hanukkah in the end. They didn't create the Mishkan on Hanukkah. They waited till Nisan. But like the Svaz Hemis is beautiful because the Nassim really wanted to bring it these eight days. They were ready to bring it during these eight days of Hanukkah. It was postponed till Nisan, but they were ready to bring it now. They were ready to bring it now. So what happened on Hanukkah? They were ready to go, but it was delayed till Nisan. What does that end up making Hanukkah into a, a festival? And, and, and not only that, it's it even brought down in Shulchan Aruch 
that those who like to make Hanukkah parties, and as we said, we just came, I came running here from a Hanukkah party, right? And, um, you know, you all, everyone makes Hanukkah parties, right? So, so is that a Sudas mitzvah? It's a whole discussion, but in Shulchan Aruch it comes out that there's an element of making a party on Hanukkah because this is when the Mishkan was completed. The Mishkan was completed during these days. That makes it into a, into a, into a elements of a yumtiv, because the Mishkan was completed now. So it's a little strange to think about it. What, what exactly is... Why it's not a yumtiv then? It's not a full yumtiv. Well, it, in the beginning of Nisan, it's also not a full yumtiv, but it's like a slight yumtiv. We don't say tachnun, right? There's something called like a semi-yumtiv. Even Rishchidosh is not a full yumtiv. It's like a semi-yumtiv. So... What? So he doesn't have in Shachris and Hallel. Um, Minchan Meir is, the Mishra Baruch says different things in different places. I believe the general minig is that he does not, but, but, um, um, in Eretz I think they do. I don't remember. I think they do. The Mishra Baruch contradicts himself. This is one of these things that he says different things in different places about Minchan Meir. Shachris with, with Hal, they don't. Minchan Meir, it, it, it um, he says different things in Mishra Baruch. One place he says yes, one place he says no. Anyway, um, so let's ask ourselves a question. We see that, that Hanukkah is not just a yumtiv about the miracle that happened during the, the second temple with the Hashmanoyim, with the Greeks. It's also celebrating the fact that the Mishkan was completed. But what kind of celebration is that? It, 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 we're celebrating the fact that we almost got to make the Mishkan and it was delayed, it was postponed. What, what's the celebration? What's the simcha? It's a simcha of, okay, we're going to push it off till Nisan. It's a simcha of, just kidding. It's a simcha of disappointment. It's a simcha of, oh, I guess not. Come back in four months. What kind of celebration is that? Was it, was it completely completed and dedication just held? Or yes, completely completed. So what are they doing? Why are they not supposed to put it in the Right, exactly. So that's what he says. Hashem said, um, you're not supposed to, usually, Lenny's 100% right, usually there's a rule called Ziza Makdimen. Hashem gave a special rule of, uh, said, the, the holiness of, of Nisan being, making that the appropriate time outweighs doing the mitzvah immediately. We're gonna wait for the holier time, for the better month. Nisan is the better month, Nisan is, is Rosh Hashanah for the Jews, is Rosh Chodesh for the kickoff of New Year's when we left Egypt, so it was reserved for them. Um, there was a special, uh, that, yeah, that, that's always like, you know, do you go with doing a media, uh, with immediacy, or do you go with doing it in a better way? So Hashem said this time around we're going to do it better way, not with immediacy. But what is the celebration? So, so according to this, let's try to wrap this up. Hopefully I have time for another one more quick idea. What is the celebration of Hanukkah when it comes to the Mishkan? It's a celebration of take out? It's a celebration of come back? Come back later? Says this fast episode, beautiful idea. It's celebrating the fact that the preparation is just as important as the dedication. The preparation... What goes into getting ready for something is just as important as the dedication. It's a yumtiv of preparation. It's a yumtiv of getting ready for something. Getting ready to make the Mishkan in every single detail. Getting ready to inaugurate dedicate the Mishkan in all the Karbanas, even getting the Karbanas ready. The Svassamah says in the scene were there ready with 12, per, 12 chieftains, 12 leaders were there with 12 sets of all these animals that were brought day after day after day. They came on Hanukkah, 25th of Kislev, and they were pushed off for four months, come back in four months. What are we celebrating? We're celebrating the dedication, the, the preparation. And according to Sfas Emes, this also is a, another beautiful answer to Lenny's question that usually we do things right away. 
part of the Hashgacha, part of the Hashem's divine plan in pushing it off is to make it clear that you make a Yom Tov out of the preparation also. Everybody understand? Because if we would have built the Mishkan, put it together on the same day that it's completed, we lose this lesson. We lose out on this. Then we're celebrating the, the, the dedication. We're celebrating the inauguration. We'll lose this idea that the preparation itself is something to celebrate. Push it off. That's right, Lenny at the jackpot. We what? We make make cleaning for uh, for Pesach for a, for a, a celebration. celebration. I'm with you, Lenny. You know, Rish Chaydish Adar. We're going to go. We're telling our wives we're going to the bar to celebrate the fact that you're starting to get ready for Pesach. I got it. it's a good guy. I like that. I like that. When we write the Torah, we start writing the Torah. We didn't start celebrating. We're celebrating when the Torah is completed. Um, that's a good question, but I, I, a beautiful question. I think the answer is though, you're right and you're wrong. Simchas Torah, we celebrate completing and beginning. We do both on the same day. I think that's the answer to your question. We never stop. We never stop. We stop, start, and we begin right away because last year's cycle was just a preparation to know this year even better. But that you're right, but I think it's a beautiful point. Good for you. Okay, so let this is a beautiful, such a beautiful, mind blowing idea over here. The whole word of Hanukkah is not just about celebrating the miracle of the Bayashani, of the Greeks and the menorah and the victorious victory. It's also celebrating the completion of the the, the materials for the Mishkan. And we're gonna wait four months to build it. Dafka, why? To make it a lesson for all time, for all generation, that preparation of something is something to celebrate in of itself, and preparation is something that's chashiv in of itself. When you put into the hachon, it's the preparation, that's a yomtav in of itself, and if it's a yomtav, the fact that I did such good preparation, I got all the karbonas ready, every carbon that I'm going to bring, I have it already, I have it all prepared, if that's a cause to celebrate, it means the preparation has to be taken very, very, very seriously. That's the other dimension of Hanukkah that the Sfas Emes reveals to us from the fact that Hanukkah happens the same t- day that all the materials were completed and ready to go and we dapka wait for months. It says the Sfas Emes, that's why the most logical, natural way of making a hint, a reference to Hanukkah and Parshish Miketz is Tvayach Tevach Vehochein. Tevach Vehochein. Get ready, prepare the sacrifices. Prepare the slaughter. Prepare. Because Hanukkah is all about the Hochein Tevach. It's all about not just doing, not just celebrating, not just inaugurating, but pre- the preparation. Not just the inauguration, but the preparation. Tevach Vahochein. Oh, repair shall I see. It clicked. His face is lighting up like a menorah, like a dreidel. That's right. It's a beautiful word. Beautiful word. Herschel. Kupta says, a dreidel of Hashin. A drill a, a, with, a, with a gimel. A drill just got a gimel. That's what he looks like. Yeah, beautiful. But that's, this is the, the, the inside of, of this Fasemis, Tabach the Hochein. Because that's what Hanukkah is all about, is understanding that what we put into something is so precious, so important, and we do it seriously, it's, it's cause to celebrate. And that's exactly what's going on also in the Hanukkah story itself. In the Hanukkah story, and, and I'll end off with one idea that I was going to say, I'll speak out a second idea in any case, but we definitely don't have time for that, but I'll conjoin another idea to the Sfasemis' idea. We learn from Hanukkah and from the Sfasemis and Tevach Vahachim, the Hachana, <clears throat> just how important it is to what we want to do down the road. And it's so important that we celebrate the preparation itself. And you find that in the Hanukkah story also. 
that the yesoid, the foundation for something, how we get ready for the matter, for an endeavor, how we prepare for it, is just as important, if not more important, than how we actually do it itself. The hachana, the hachana is just as, if not more important, than what we actually do. The preparation is just as, if not more important. That's what Hanukkah, the celebration is about. When we vanquish the Greeks, we're getting ready now for the second half of the era of the Beis HaMikdash. We're getting ready for the second half of the Beis Shani. We had the first half where, you know, the Greeks left us alone. The Greeks came in. There was an incursion. They took over. We throw them out. Now we have to get ready for the second half. We want to we wanna do a, 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 a reboot over here, right? We're going to reboot the Beis Shani, the second Beis HaMikdash. We're starting all over again. Chanukah Hamas Bayach. And it's interesting that that uh, everyone knows why the oil burned for eight days. They only found one day's worth of oil, and it was that little pach that was sealed with this stempel of the kain gadol on it. Right? They found it in the, in the kodesh kadoshim. It's brought down a flask of oil that was still sealed with the signet ring of the kain gadol, and there was one flask of oil that was. What was special about this flask versus all the other flasks that were around? Why couldn't they take any old oil? Defiled. All the, all the all the oil was defiled. Excellent. It was all tummy. The Greeks made it tummy, right? They were Muhammad. This is the only oil that was not not contaminated, not defiled. Excellent. Repairshul's right, and it was sealed with the with the signet ring of the of the kain with his stamp. There's only one day's worth of oil, and yet it burned eight eight nights instead of one until they were able to make new oil. Why why did it take them eight days to make new oil? So the oil fields were three day, three day journey away, and it took them one day to make the oil, three days to come back. So it was a whole another seven days till they had fresh oil, a fresh supply, and it burned for all eight days. And you know something, the the Mefarshim um, asked a question, a lumdish question: Why did they need this miracle? Why did they need the miracle? Yes, Reb Herschel is right. All the tummy was defiled. However, there is a principle in halach and Talmudics that when it comes to anything in the Beis Hamikdash that that is communal, that's a carbon seabor, we say, impurity is actually permitted in a carbon seabor. Anything that's brought on behalf of the seabor, the God's Klai Yisrael, any avoid in the Beis HaMikdash, which is communal avoid, of which the Menorah is one example, you're allowed to use something contaminated, defiled if you have no other choice. So they were actually allowed to use all this oil, they could use the tummy oil. They were allowed to use it. So why do I need this Neis Hanukkah? It's kind of anticlimactic, right? Kind of a little bit of a, you know, pokes a hole in this, in this all, all this excitement. They didn't need this Neis. They didn't need the miracle. Why did they need this miracle? They could have used any oil. The terrorists is exactly what we're saying. Hanukkah is all about the preparation, all about understanding that what I do moving forward is only as valuable as the preparation that went into it. And they know they're inaugurating the second half of the Bayesheni. They're getting ready for a Hanukkah for the second era to restart, to reboot the Bayesheni. They don't want to have any compromise of you. We're not starting with anything but purity. If we start the Baisamikdash again on Tumba, you're right, we could do it. We're not looking for Kulus. We're not looking for Eterim. We're not looking to start with Tumba. We, we will look and look and look till we find that Tahira. They could have taken any oil off the shelf. They scoured and searched the Baisamikdash to find one flask that was Tahar. They were Maitre Nefesh to light with Tahar oil and Shemit Anais that they should burn with pure oil all eight days because that's what Hanukkah is all about. The, the preparation for the matter is the determining fact of the matter. It's just as if not more important than the matter itself. Beautiful idea. And that's why they, they had this miracle, because they were Meister Nefesh to start off with pure oil, even though they could have used defile oil. It's an astounding idea. They could have used any oil. They were Meister Nefesh to start with pure oil. Why? Because of the Tzvach Vahachin, 
We want to have the second bias founded on purity. So we should all be zaychah to always make all our achanas on the right foot, all of our preparations for everything in life should be, should be done with purity. She should be zaychah to nisim, neflois, yeshuas, kasher, also, la'avisenu ba'yemim ha'ayim ba'zman hazeh. Thank you everyone of Freyduch and